0: And tell them that I sent you, and that you have it for me. So you get more people to join Anchor.fm. You will not be disappointed because they will also put your podcast in other platforms, and then make it very, very much easier for you. Have a great day, everybody. Hey guys, uh, today we talk about the movie The Rights of Spring. Um, honestly, I saw a screener copy from this movie, and um. If the D V D release gets released, I hope there's some delete scenes and some alternate scenes because this movie needs to be some explanation to do. Fuck this shit. Um, personally, I thought the movie was alright. I didn't think it was bad or nothing. Um, I thought it was alright. But it's just like a lot of plot holes was left out in this movie. Um again, this is only a screener, so I gotta be honest with you. We gotta go by that. Okay. Um there's like two sides of the story, okay? It's a mix of it's like drama, because there's some kidnapping shit going on, and the second story is more horror. Like, you know, hillbilly, jeeper, creeper's horror type of thing. Um, first part of the st- okay, let's talk about the first part of the story, the horror element in it. Um, you got this hillbilly guy kidnapping two women, um, he's torturing them, he's through blood in the basement, and some monsters, like, waking. And the monsters have, like, you see the little bit of the face of the monster for a few seconds, after that it's just mainly hidden. Like he has worms to his skin, so it's like a mutant, like I would say, living in the basement. And it's pretty obvious. I'm, I'm gonna tell you first of all, pretty obvious. The guy, he has like this pagan ritual. You know, you've seen children on the corn. You've seen Wicker Man. Like you seen, he just had this children. This like this. These two women had to be sacrificed to this mutated monster, so his crops could grow. That's the horror element. It's pretty much like right, easy to explain. Second element, you read these couple and there's a, there's a good friend that he knows we got a plot of kidnapping of this little girl and, and of the switch family so they could get money and pay off their debts, and you know that's the second part of the story, and then later on the two stories were intertwined, you know right, so you got two journeys in this movie, which is, which I felt like, I honestly, I gonna be honest, I felt like they did a good job at it, I mean a lot of reviewers trashing this movie, but I felt like they did a good job in it, you know, but again, there is a few plot holes, you know, but Like I say, if there's a DVD release for this movie, I hope there is a deleted scene and some alternate ending, alternate scenes to explain that shit. I hope so, if not, that you got one movie that needs to do, I don't think you're going to get a fucking part two out of it, even though they made room for a sequel, room for a possible sequel. Um, Let's start with the kidnapping scene. Uh, The killing scene is going to be too easy to explain, because it's pretty much the woman who told her best best friend died, you know, they they got put a cow mask on her, you know, it'd be sacrifice. And the woman is, escapes from the killer while the killer is trying to chase her. You know. Okay, we'll cut to that part right there for now. Now the, the kidnapper kidnapping scene: the the couple and the friend and the driver went to the house, um, kidnapped the girl, kidnapped the babysitter. The one of the one of the kidnappers shot the wife of the guy. He told her with two million dollars. Oh, we pretty much just going to kill the babysitter and the uh, girl. You know. So they went to the, they went drive off to the school. They waited. The driver went off to get the money, and um, then they, the driver realized that just realized that the father was actually behind the car with the gun, and he wants he wants to get his family, his daughter back and the, pretty much the babysitter back. As for the wife, she's dead. So fuck it. <laughs> anyway, they dro- drove to to the empty school. Now let's get to that scene with the hillbilly killer scene. The uh, hillbilly killer, mutated killer. Chasing the woman, the woman goes to the empty school, where the kidnappers are, by the way. Yeah, take a while fucking gas. And then the woman went inside the school, the killer's going inside the empty school, too. Yeah, you, you know where we're getting at now. And then the, then the kidnap now, we go back to the kidnapper scene, when the guy that kills the woman, the wife in the movie, he he's going to betray his friend anyway, because he wants the money all to himself. You know? And the father... Like, and the woman that was tired of the babysitter, she actually picked up the gun and she was part of the plan. So the guy and his woman gonna kill all them all so he could get the money for himself. you know but the father got shot from the babysitter be, that was all was in the plot in the first place. That was that was the reason why they were able even go in the house and shit you know and then while the guy was going to kill the couple and just to, so they could run off with the money. That's when the blonde girl that survived from the hillbilly mutated killer bumped into the gun gun guy and um, the killer killed the babysitter and the killer's house killed everybody off in the empty schoolhouse. Um, the little girl that was in the movie that was kidnapped, guess what? She finally escapes and guess what? She runs off and some mysterious guy just grabbed her and it's pretty rare, I think the mysterious guy is probably the hillbilly guy. Not the hillbilly mutated killer, but the hillbilly guy that was taking care of the mutated killer. Probably. And after that, it just disappeared. Like from that, from that on to the so the end of this movie, you don't know what the fuck happened to this little girl. I'd be like, Yo, what happened to the fucking kid? I let the credits roll up. It ain't no explanation. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. Yo, let, I hope they're releasing really the alternate to explain some shit like that because that was confusing. You know, that's some confusing shit, man. All right. But besides I had to kill up It's like cat and mouse chase. You know. Um, the killer killed the, the villain in the movie he that killed the wife, and he was pretty much the bully in the movie, so the killer killed that guy. The, the survivor and the two couples run off, run out of the school while, um, while the survivor was actually in the school, but she was the last one to leave the school when she was able to finally escape. Um, the two couples went into the house where the, where the other hillbilly girl was living, and they found out that they're in the house of the killer. You know, the hillbilly guy, um, the guy, leave the guy and the woman in the basement. The woman was going to be the next sacrifice, his, his girl. And, um, when, when, um, when she took her away, um, the survivor actually went back to the house and saved the guy from the hillbilly guy that's taking care of the killer, hit him with a, hit him with a hammer, and the guy and the girl went to the basement to see if his woman was there. And they found this nesting thing, similar to like a, remember they was ripping off Jeepers Creepers, remember Jeepers Creepers, how the, Jeep, how the Creeper has his flesh or bones in the wall and shit? It looked like this kid was doing the same thing, but with, with, with pieces of flesh on the wall, what it looked like. And they didn't find a woman over there. So, the survivor and the guy walked to the cornfield and saw a scarecrow of the goat head, and that was, his, his woman was a scarecrow, like, so they, they tied her down. Killer comes up, kill the um, kill the guy's girlfriend, you know, with the axe, and fighting off the other guy, and the killing the guy was fighting while the survivor was running out to the woods. She ready to kill the killer, and she killed the guy by mistake. The killer's going after her now. She goes to the gas station asking for help. Um, this lady was in the window. They want to save us. It's pretty obvious that it looked like the whole town was on it, maybe. And you know, I'm taking a wild guess. And she's in the car find the killer off. She used the axe to actually kill the killer and um she runs out of the fucking car and um guess what? The end. Yeah. That was the ending. Is that the best way of trying to get a part two out of it? Anyway, credits roll up, and you made a little end credit and then I'll let you guys check this movie out. Um with the um, it looked like the 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 guy who, they fought the killer during the end, who was happy to be one of the couples at the beginning of the movie. Look like he's the new scarecrow and we don't know if the killer the mutated killer is really dead. We don't know if the hillbilly that took care of the mutated killer is dead or, or not. We don't know if somebody else take it over for them. We don't know what's going on, man. That's why we gotta wait for a part two, hopefully, you know. But would you wanna see a part two of another movie that's nothing new with the Jana? You know? But um I said, why not? I mean, the kill scene was pretty decent, you got gun shooting kill scenes, you got axe kill scenes, there was nothing new in the genre, but, um, the, there was blood, there was gold, It was pretty good at it, I give it credit for that. Not great, but it was, it was good, it was decent, you know? Um, the movie wasn't bad, it was just like, a little bit more explanation, you know? I think some of these flim, film, excuse me, film makers these days, they want to leave a mystery behind a lot of things, you know? And some of them do executed well, some of them don't execute it well, to be honest with you. like uh, of screens, I say check out the screen if you could. Hopefully, it will get officially a Dignity release. And maybe you have better explanation. But, it. like I said, if there is any special feature in this movie. But, I don't know. So, anyway, guys, peace. See you later. hey guys and gals today we talking about the movie christy from 2014 and i'm very excited because this is a movie i didn't want to see for a while man um... this movie has Ashley green in it and i remember reading about it so many times when when it was, it was mentioned you know, in a lot of horror websites and netflix actually, actually has it so i was so excited to see it and um... i think it lives up to my expectation i thought it was good i thought it was really good Forget about those low rate, low ratings for the movie, man. Um, I was I was surprised. I mean, it's a survival horror movie, pretty much. Drama, suspense, thrill. I feel like it builds up, and it's pretty much about this this cult, right? It goes around killing women named Christy, led by Ashley Green. And and you know when when these victims start dying, this cult end up put putting, putting their dead bodies on a website. You know, I, I presume deep dark the deep web, pretty much. You know, like they post they they murder videos on online the photos, you know, and it's like something, something with the name Christie's like pretty and the you know like they want to kill a beautiful woman named Christie pretty much. And then we get to a scene where you get this girl who um, stays in the college, college campus by herself with two security guards because everybody went away for Thanksgiving. So mainly she's pretty much alone in the campus. She drives off to get something in the store, and she met up with the Ashley Green character, who's the leader of this cult going on killing Christie, and she's just really creepy and all that stuff. And she's and like her character kind of like harasses her a little bit when she was driving. And the lady and the heroine of this movie ended up going to her campus, and then later on, this this cult end up getting inside the side campus. They'll kill anybody that gets in the way, pretty much. You know, and they do kill a few people in this movie. Meanwhile you got the heroine on the run from this cult. Um, there's the opportunity when they kind of killed her, but it but uh, the lead the leader of this cult, the villain, played by Ashley Green, her character, decided to let her go for a little while because they wanna play like this cat and mouse mouse game with her so they could have some more video footage for their website. So pretty much she she's running around, the lady's trying to survive and most most of this part in the movie it stretches when she does not even have a weapon to defend herself, so this woman she's using her brains to try to like hide and trying to like sneak around trying to survive pretty much and you know, and she goes she meets like the people she knows in campus like two people pretty much, and they end up dying, you know, but you know as as the movie progress, you see later on that she, she stop picking up weapons, making weapons and try- and she's gonna find the killer's back. Um, you got a nice ending to it, um, and and I and I like the movie too. I like this movie, man. I thought the survival part of the movie, the horror elements, the drama, suspense, the thrill. I feel like it worked in this movie. I love the soundtrack. It, it was mostly like realistic kill scenes. I would say, you know, it's nothing like Friday 13 crazy. You know what I'm saying? But I thought it was good. I thought it was good. If you like something like You Are Next, if you like something like The Strangers, those type of survival horror movies, I think you would like this one. Anyway, Christy, check it out. Especially, it's on Netflix now. And anyway, with peace, guys, and see you later. Hey, guys, what's up? Today, are we talking about forever classic cult following The Evil Dead. I know it's Evil Dead Part 1, but... I guess you call it the Evil Dead, because of Evil Dead Two, has the two stories. One is pretty much a remake of the original. Um, let me say the first time I came across Evil Dead from my experience, and uh, was at a video store VHS back in the days, guys, and um, I saw this cover with the woman coming up from the ground with the hands, and I even also saw Evil Dead Two by the way with the skull. Uh, when I saw those two covers, those two covers, that scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. I was scared to even rent it. Um, years later, I saw a documentary on horror, and Evil Dead was one of the sh- uh, movies that was mentioned. And that's when I, when, this is when I started going. I'm like, you know what? Let me rent this. And I was like, what the fuck? This was some, it was some scary shit. i never been scared. Uh, when I saw Evil Dead Part One first, I'd never been scared of a movie, horror movie, since the exorcist because the possession in this was really good, you know, and they really like makes you like, oh what the whoa, 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 that's some scary shit, you know. Okay, so let's start. Um Course Me No Ash, played by Bruce Campbell. Him and his friends going to the cabin in the woods. Funny, right? And um to have fun and relax, um, they end up going to the basement of this cabin, come across the book of the dead, the necromancy book, and of course the knife that was able to kill these demons off and um... they read the book you know, intact in in, uh, the, the words from the book or from the tape recorder pretty much bring the dead back to life you know um... they, they eat the spirit of the dead and start running around and one of the women wanted to get out of the house so bad and then she walked out the house I mean, walked out the cabin, excuse me and she got molested by the tree, yeah, the angry molesting tree Sexy scene, right? That's what we call the first ever treat porn ever. Anyway, she escapes the tree, um, a tree attack, and we're back in the cabin. And then the guys, uh, the ladies have fun playing cards. You know, the acting was was cheesy, funny, man. I mean, but it was enjoyable, though. You know, anyway, the demon became possessed, and then the lady became possessed of the demon, started talking, and then fainted and then stabbed one of the ladies with a pencil. Bloody and gory scene. I was like, "Oh shit!" I seen like shit like this before, but not how they portray in this movie. It was like, the head it portray like, in a, in a comical way, you know. That's what it was meant to be. It was meant to have fun, you know, in a scary way. <laughs> and um, and each of the camp, each of the I mean, friends, pretty much, excuse me, I say, I to a campus, I guess campus, whatever, friends get possessed by the demon, except for Ash, and. Then he has to battle them out, you know, each of the demons, or battle two of the demons. Um, the female demon that was first possessed, they locked her down in the basement, suck her out with wisecracks. cracks. Each of the demons has, like, jokes, being smartass. Um, pretty scary demon, because you don't know who's going to get possessed next and stuff. Um, very bloody glory, um, especially the end scene when he has to fight the final demon, the, the first demon that was first lady that was possessed by the demon, and beat, and battle her out, you know, with the shotgun. And they finally burn the fucking book, and all that shit is over. I mean, really now, this this movie probably been over with if that happened. But I'm just saying, um, you get the chainsaw scene when he had to cut up his woman because he had no choice because he was possessed with the demon. That scene was kind of creepy, man. You know what I'm saying? He's taking your you know, the male guy went out of the cab. He wanted to go. He said he said, "Fucking, I'm out of here." He came back and he eventually he he got attacked by the trees and stuff. And the possessed, his possessed girlfriend was standing right there. I mean, yeah, you cross, you pass by that. I, 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 I wouldn't want to go next to that shit. Man. But it was pretty scary, though, man. Like it'd be nice to see that, you know. Uh, yeah, Evil Dead Part One or The Evil Dead. Um, definitely a great, great movie. Still holds up today. Um, Bruce Campbell, man, and and the whole cast, by the way, wonderful movie. Um, there is a remake coming out, I think next year. But um. We don't know how that movie is going to to be. I know a lot of people hate it, but I'll give it a shot, though. I do be know it's the same as the original. Hey, guys and gals. Today we talk about a movie called Bloodhook from 1986, and it's a trauma movie. Um, What's so cool about this movie, I actually grew up watching this. I remember, uh, let me make sure, I think it was Showtime or Cinemax. It was one of those two cable stations. They showed trauma movies late night, and it was trauma war and of Nazis must die. So I pretty much grew up with the classic, and this was before I saw toxic Avenger*. By the way, um, *Blood Hook* is <laughs> a very stupid B movie. If you thought *Blaze* was *Blaze* was worse, well, this one follows right along. um... It's about these young adults and people around the small town, pretty much. And you know they get have this fishing contest going on, and these young adults enjoying it and stay in the cabin in the woods. Wow. And mysteriously people are dying from w- from a fish hook somebody's killing them by s- it's like somebody's fishing humans and again clawed getting hit by the getting cut by the hook of the fishing hook and getting dragged <laughs> so pretty much that's what the whole movie is about though but the prelude f- the prequel to this part of the movie, the prelude to it like the beginning part of it has like this father playing this music and the kid and his son is listening to it with his father, but the father start going crazy and he just kills himself. Well, you know what? Uh, as this movie progressed, you know, the one of the young adults and and people who live in the in the town start figuring out what was going on, and they realize who the killer is. I was surprised later towards the movie. I would say maybe like probably 50, 50 minutes towards the movie, the killer ended up revealing himself, who the killer is, which I was surprised because I thought they'd keep the killer a mystery until the end. But it's not like the least person you would expect. It's like the person you, you would actually expect. You know, so I was kind of surprised by that. You know, but um, again, the the kill scenes are like fish and hook kill scenes, and we find out the killer, how the killer kills the body. You know, killing the body like how the, like he would, oh excuse me, a little spot like he, but like how he would um cut up a fish. That's how he would cut up a human, and how you tie up a fish and in, in lines, he will tie up the humans the same way too. You know, it was, it was just crazy, and they have like an ending like when it. Like a cliffhanger ending when this movie might have a sequel. Yeah, I doubt anyway, I want to see a Blood Hook Two. <laughs> Trust me. But oh, Blood Hook, actually check it out. It's from trauma. And if you knows, I finally figured out how to do come back to the green screen. So I hope you like this new format. So expect to see that from now on. Anyway, peace, guys. I'd see you later. Hey. <laughs> okay. Sorry for laughing, man. But. Lowe's Lane. By the way, this is on Netflix. You can stream it for free. I heard a lot of bad reviews about this movie, and I was pretty much prepared, but I didn't came prepared like this, because I thought it would be a bad movie, but at least had a little ounce of hope. At least it means excuse me, I speak a new language. The demon made me said it. It's the devil. They made me do it. I'm, and of course, you can t- take a guess. I'm back to hell again. But the demons are forgiven in hell for me, in this hell, because with all the bad movies I recently just reviewed, and out of the ones I reviewed to Friday, which was two days, almost going to be 12 o'clock within one hour before it's Saturday, and bread was the only one I liked. But they gave me Beck's dark there. oh yeah, this is going to get me fucked up. I had one beer last time and I was drunk. Thank you. Thank you, Satan, for giving me a break. I deserve this one. I love you. I love Rose McGowan. I am totally a fanboy for Rose McGowan. I love her acting. I love her modeling. And she's gorgeous. I love Rose McGowan. But this movie is bad bad. Rose McGowan plays a psychologist on a radio show. She goes to a house where she grew up and realizes a spooky paper boy. Now when I saw the trailers and read an intro about this movie I was like a paper boy? First people scare sharks then ghosts, then creepy kids You know, the simple things in horror movies, you know, or in creature movies, or crazy serial killer. But of all the things you could come out with in the world of cinema making, I'm not saying Hollywood, I'm just saying cinema making in general. A paper boy, seriously, now I have to be scared of a fucking paper boy. I'd rather see that movie when I was scared of the elevator. What, what was it called? mangalo or something? Yeah, right. I'd rather be scared of an elevator than the paper boy. A fucking paper boy. Oh, you guys love the ending for this fucking movie. But anyway, Rose McGowan started realizing that the paper boy, he's like... He's a killer, you know, he's a bad guy. The story about him that he's he's a psycho anyway. And Rose McGowan's friends, you know, in the mo- I mean in the movie I mean, you know, they die, they get hurt, anyone he around her pretty much. And Rose McGowan's living in fear of suspense the- and st- there supposed to be a lot of scare moments in this movie. It does not work, it was just plain stupid, it was laughable. My favorite part when the paperboy has to be on the run because the dogs are chasing the paper boy. Oh yeah, that's the next thing that we might have. We might have Kill a Mailman we gotta be scared of. I was gonna say The Ice Cream Man, but they already did that one. But I actually enjoyed The Ice Cream Man. What, Scream for Ice Cream or something? Is that horror movie, The Ice Cream Man. I rather watch that. I enjoy that more than this fucking movie, Rosewood Lane. And even though I love Rose Rose McGowan, believe me, I was trying really, really hard to find a way to like this movie. Not just because of Rose McGowan, it's just like, I I was trying to have hope, you know, but this movie was just plain stupid. And especially with the final battle with her versus the paperboy now. Dude, you can't be fucking serious. She's beating the paperboy up. She escapes. She comes face to face with the paper boy. Paper is charging her while she's in her car. Paper boy's is coming in, driving, riding the back right in front of her with the bicycle going straight like she's a nine in armor with a lance or some shit. She was big guy with the bicycle paper boy versus the most guy in the car. <coughs> bike boy. <coughs> bike falls down. Fucking pool dog comes by, walking at top of the tree. Paper boy, stuck stepped through a tree branch, laughing and all that psychotic laugh. And most blue guys was looking up. Everybody in the neighborhood is looking up at the, at the thing they fear the most in their neighborhood: the fucking paper boy. What the fuck is that? I can tell you not to see that, like I said about *Back from Hell*. But again, this is another movie where you might want to see and just laugh your ass off and say, "Huh." Huh? What the fuck? Uh, the devil made me do it. No, no excuse. I even the devil gave me beer. I gotta be fucking nice today. They they tempted me with beer to come back to hell. I don't need out of my head for this one, man, cause, cause the, the beer's cheering me up right now. But um. And you get the, and then when there's a funeral for the for the dead paper boy, the evil paper boy, I was like, people actually come to this guy's funeral, like he has friends, like if people actually care for the evil paper boy. What the fuck? Then the car comes by and look at these two shadowy figures, and then you realize something. It wasn't just one paper boy. The paper boy is a triplet. Yes, there are three evil paper boy. One is dead now. there's two. And one of them was injured. They were triplets. They were fucking triplets. Wow. That's what you call a twist ending. But at the same time, fuck you. No, the cops, you know, even though the credits roll up, no, the cops would chase their ass and shoot Those two fucking paper boys. Fuck that shit. You know what, my record ain't bad yet. I mean, I review good movies, I review great movies, I review decent movies, I review I review okay movies, movies. Excuse me, but I also review bad movies. They just come in the way these days, you know. So don't worry. I, I mean, I say about three or four straight in a row is a bad record for me. But and bread helped me survive, so I skipped one row. But anyway, my next video blog would be a fun one because I gotta know a mystery about something anyway peace guys see you later I'm gonna, I'm gonna rip off Donna's um, logo, I don't know, Dr. Bartolamo or some shit she got, she's a cool Filipino model for how she does it, peace around the world, exes I thought it was kinda cute when I saw that video I can't believe I'm doing that down in hell sorry Donna, if you're watching the video, video blog, I apologize another video guys hey guys and gals, today I'll be talking about a movie called Blades from nineteen eighty nine. Blades with the S. Blades. And I'm not talking about Blade, the vampire hunter, the movie. Hopefully coming soon I will talk about those trilogies. But right now, you're talking about a cheap ass shitty chill movie called Blades. <laughs> oh my god. You know what? Actually I, I do see the cover for this movie and I heard about this. But I was passed by so many times and you know, when you flip through your Roku, you find shit that you might be bored, and you might say, you know what? I have time to see this shit. <laughs> this is one of them. Uh, um, Blaze its pretty much like a Jaws ripoff. You know, you know the Killer Shark movie. But, instead of a Killer Shark, you have a Killer Lone Mower. I kid you not. So, everything takes place in a golf course. concept of the story is similar to Jaws. You know, if you think about it, like you know how you have the shark killing people in around a small town in this o- in the water, and the town is having this big festival, and the police officer wants the guy to stop the festival because it's not safe to go in the ocean. Blades is so much similar to that shit, and again, it's a fucking killer lawn mower, which, which I, I, I'm trying to recall the, the origin because I'm I'm still drunk from this shit. Anyway. You have this woman and the guy that owns a golf course, and he hires this guy to become like a, a pro become like the lead golfer like to represent the golf course pretty much, and you find out that the guy's pretty much washed up, but you know you know it's like people still like look 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 at look at him like he's still a star, you know, but he's drinking he's, you see like he has his habits pretty much as it can really follow as you follow his character pretty much um suddenly you get people dying from the mysterious lone mower you know and and the Mower kill scenes are p- pretty good but you know but you don't hardly really see too much you don't see the Mower left and right constantly but you I mean but it does pick up you know but it's it, it is really really fucking cheesy and I know it's trauma but uh, but come on less with the let's let's draw a more more killing, pretty much. Um. The, the, um you f- as the movie progresses, you got the woman that wanted the job, but he got it instead. the The, the good looking hero of the movie, and you know the movie progresses when them when the lady's kind of like, okay, you know what, whatever. And as the movie progressed, you know they start working together as a team, and they have to stop the evil lone mower. And you got people like you got this mysterious um. Guy wandering wa- on the woods, and the guy, the woods, the guy like wondering who this guy is, and then he gets the police k- put him in jail, thinking that he was the killer. And as of course, as you found out, that he's not the killer. When they have, when the movie leads to this big golf festival event with the TV news to promote, like the golf course pretty must pretty much, excuse me. Um, the wolf j- comes out, killing. I think he killed only killed one guy actually, and everybody's running. And everybody's shocked, like, what the hell, you know? And then it leads up when the when the guy that people thought was the murderer he was free, and the hero of the movie. And like, I'm fast forwarding a little bit, but there are some kill scenes in this movie. But just to fast forward, um, the girl and the guy goes to this go to the um gate, like the groundskeeper pretty much, and asking for his help about like what is this lone mower. And I think he has the story about his father, um, built the lawn like you no, know, he took in the lawnmower, take care of it, and um suddenly lawn mower ended up killing people. Wow. So they're they it together. Similar to Jaws, you know how the the sheriff team up with the um fishermen to stop the shark? Well they did it like in a similar fashion but in the golf course only. Like now we got three of them, the the guy, the have the ha he- woman heroin. He- and the gate- and the groundskeeper excuse me, teaming up, they're traps with this lone mower and trying to get clues trying to find- trying to find this trail and when they see the lone mower, they don't come after it right away, but um up then later on in the movie, you see them like way inside the tr- inside the van like 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 they're in the ocean like way in the boat similar to jaws you know like it's it's just stupid like it's really a Jaws spoof in their own way, and then the lone mower finally comes. Kills the groundskeeper pretty much, and the the hero and heroine had to te- work together to stop the giant lawnmower. And the guy had the golf clubs. And the ending is just so stupid. And they have a little twist ending for another machine that might wreak havoc. And let's just say they will never do a sequel to this shit. And I'm glad they won't because it's just stupider than than this. <laughs> I mean, oh my God, it's called Blades from 1989. we enjoy like stupid shitty ass B movies then you're definitely going to love this one. And it's something you guys should sit down with your friends and dub it, too. You know, I wish I had dubbed this instead of The Last Dragon because I got a lot of jokes with this fucking movie. Anyway, peace, guys. See you later. Hey, what's up, guys? Let me talk about a movie I'll be talking about called Monster Wolf. Um, This movie is pretty obvious because it's still about the title. It's like something you might see out of a sci-fi channel movie, but nothing less it was enjoyable to watch. Not the greatest, but enjoyable. And the story is nothing new in the concept of like, okay, we are we a big time company, we invaded Native American Indian land, and then if you invaded Native American Indian land, something bad is gonna happen. Well, guess what? This oil company decided to trespass, trespass Native land to make oil, and they spot this artifact with a circle with a blue flame. So the owner of the company told the worker blow it up. Oh boy, we all know what. The fuck could happen after that. They blew it up and guess what came out? A spirit wolf. It's not like a werewolf, it's a spirit wolf with, with four legs. A typical wolf, but a big wolf with big fangs. that's not killing anybody that disrespects the land. And then you get your side story, which you gotta add some kind of story to it, not just a spirit wolf killing people that disrespects the land, but uh, you have a story about this woman who's a lawyer from New York. Comes back to her hometown but she's working for the oil company, not the oil company, so they could buy land and have permission to drill on the land. And also she has a background story on her own that she killed her mom by accident, a driving accident, and she has a former lover from a past that she meets up with and you know, this is how talking. And the thing is this and the second story is like it's about Do she can she come back home? Do she remember who she really was, you know, like now, even though you live a city life, you got to remember where you really came from, pretty much. So you got a story like that. Meanwhile, you got the wolf killing people that l- let her in. You got the wolf killing people that, like, let's say you sign your land to the oil company, you die too, you know. So the wolf was a small wolf. He knows who to kill, you know. Um, meanwhile, the wolf even going after the lawyer lady from New York. And the lawyer lady was able to escape from him while the truck hit the wolf. And then that's when the lady realized, you oh, know what, this is the real deal, you know. She went to the oil company owner, and told the oil guy, I quit. She went to her, her former lover and tell her, you know what, I protect my own, you know. We take care of our own, pretty much. So she said, be on the good side now, and um, try to find a way to stop this wolf. Later on, they, they go see the chief of the of like, tribe, and the chief starts telling the story about how the wolf was a Native American Indian. Um, he sacrificed himself so he could battle the white man, and the wolf just keeps on killing. The only way to kill this wolf from another of the another person from the same tribe, but they had to f- use a bone. And s- while you kill the wolf, then you you also die too, which was the story is told in a cartoon form, which I thought was kind of cool, you know. Um, so meanwhile, the woman is driving off to the, like to the oil company pretty much. And then the car crashed, she saw the wolf, and then she comes in with a shotgun, the owner of the oil company trying to escape, you know, and the, uh, the people protecting the oil guy, the oil company, decided to leave him behind because they can't kill this wolf, you know, so the oil guy, the oil owner is trying to kill the wolf, the wolf killed the oil owner, and the woman, the royal lady, used the shotgun, but she used the bone in the necklace to put in the shotgun and shoot the um, wolf, and the wolf died. And then, she also died at the same time, but then, when her, her boyfriend, her ex-lover, and, uh,
1: well, later on,
0: because her boyfriend, back again. But, you know, her ex-lover and his friend take her to, like, the ambulances, and they put, like, a hot pad, and she was alive, you know? So she survived the, the prophecy of dying she kills this wolf, and then the sheriff and her, her friends that visiting her to see if she's okay, and then at the end of the movie, she takes the um, ash. I put it back in an artifact so the wolf could move on to the afterlife and the blue flame was at the end. all um, all, Monster Wolf was a very enjoyable movie. Um, not Like I said, not the greatest. I um, mean you do have kill scenes, you have a little bit of blood to go off. But a um, very enjoyable movie, not bad for a wolf movie. Anyway, Monster Wolf, go check it out. Hey guys, what's up man? Today I'll be talking about an underrated horror movie. For some reason I want to add a little comedy to this touch also. It's called Blood Rage and it was part of my Collection I brought from Video Dust 84. Um, I don't know I saw this cover years ago. Yeah, I mean, I was scared as a kid to rent it because I don't know. Just the knife, the blood, like this photo you see here, it scares me. But now I had a chance to see it and I miss a lot. <laughs> there have been a lot of slasher movies and a few of them have been underrated once. Like, you expect for it to be good. And um, the movie is pretty predictable, it's like right away, it throws it in your face, right away who the killer is. But don't let that get in the way of your enjoyment of this movie because it was really enjoyable. Um, excuse me. You got the story begins with these two kids at the back of the um, their mom's car with the, with the with the mom's boyfriend making that in front of the movie theater, like a driving theater. So this guy to step out, and then one, one of the evil twin brother, yeah, evil twin. Took an axe and killed this guy making love to his woman and then the evil twin brother put the blood on the innocent brother and gave him the axe made everyone believe it was he was the one that killed the guy. So the, the innocent brother, the good one was ever being in the mental hospital because everybody thought he was a killer. Ten years later of course he grew up, his mom couldn't visit him in the mental hospital and then the, the only one that believed was the psychologist that told uh, his mother that the guy that's in the mental hospital he told him a different story that Todd said that he did not kill the guy, it was his brother Terry, who happens to be the evil twin. So the mother didn't want to believe it, you know, and she left to see her son, the other son, who was supposed to be the evil twin. I mean, who is the evil twin, he portrays himself as the innocent guy. Now he grew up also, he has friends, he has a girlfriend, and you know, we was celebrating Thanksgiving. Um, the guy's mother, I mean Terry, who's the, let me say Terry's the evil twin, the child is the good twin, who's in the mental hospital, like I said, um, though his mom announced that she's going to get married, later she gets the phone call that the innocent twin, who supposed to be the evil twin, um, escaped from the mental hospital, and now the mother's like all scared, I keep my to to this house, and, and then she told her son, the evil, the evil twin, and let me just say, the mother doesn't know he's the evil twin, she thinks, she thinks all this time that the son that she raised that was never in the house is the good twin. But anyway, the evil twin, pretty much saying that he's all like, "Say don't worry about it. And then, the guy, and the evil twin in this movie, Terry, um, let me just say, he's a good killer. Like he's, the way he acts and stuff, he acts like he's really fucking crazy, like, he is crazy, and that's what I like about this killer. And um, so as the movie progresses, um, Terry got back into his blood rage, his craving to kill, kill. You know, so he's not killing anybody that gets in his way. He's killing his own friends. He even killed the like the psychologist and the, and the psychologist's friend who went with him to look for Todd. You know, trying to trying to save him to put him back to the mental hospital, but Terry ended up killing them too. So because he just had that rage, he just had. It isn't cranberry sauce, you know, that was one of his lines. So, the kill scene to me is good, it's pretty much like hacking and slashing kill scenes. And there was some kill scenes that did not show, like, I guess for budget reasons. And I wish they, I wish they showed those kill scenes, but like I said, maybe because it's budget reasons, so I kind of let it slide. Um, as, as the movie progresses, you get to your ending when you get the innocent girl, which happens to be Terry's girlfriend. But then Terry always thought that her boyfriend was always the, was innocent, he was a good person. But then she finally realized that he was evil after all, and he was about to kill his girlfriend. And while he was on the run, she um she took this baby that was in the house and passed one of the victims that Terry killed already. She saw the dead body, took the baby while Terry trying to kill her, and then she saw the, the innocent twin um Todd. She thought Todd was the killer anyway, but she didn't realize he wasn't. So she was on the run for him too. Now you get the pool fight scene when um, Terry was about to kill her. Todd came in and pointed a gun at his evil brother Terry and then the girl took the gun from Todd and so said she's gonna shoot him and then there was no bull. So he pushed so Terry pushed his girlfriend away and Todd and Terry went fighting in the pool one on one and the evil twin and Terry end up defeating Todd because he drowned him in the pool and Terry's girlfriend saved Todd out of the pool while the mother comes in with a gun and shot, um, shot Terry, but she thought Terry was Todd, you know, because like I said, the mother, she, she still think that Todd was the evil, evil twin that killed people, but she didn't know that Todd was innocent all this time, so, when she killed Terry and Terry died in the pool, she hugged Todd, and she, she, she she keeps on saying the word Terry, because she thought that the person that she saved, was Terry, but Todd say I'm Todd, I'm Todd, and the mother acting all crazy and stuff. And then she ended up killing herself when she realized she killed Terry, you know. But she, actually, she did kill the evil twin anyway, and pretty much she saved people, you know. But she didn't want to want to kill Terry. But she realized that, like I said, she thinks Terry's the innocent one, but Terry was the evil one all this time. And the evil one, Terry, finally dies, thanks to the mother shooting the gun at him. But then. Then the mother decided to kill herself, oh well, and I like the girl, the innocent girl that was holding the baby, when the mother killed herself, the girl looked at this, and the the woman, the girl, she decided to, the girl with the baby, she decided to run out, like, I'm getting the fuck out of here, let's screw this shit, (laughs) you know, and then you hear the police siren while Todd, the innocent twin, looks on, pretty much. Um, blood Rage. Which, to me, was very enjoyable. Um, I had some com. I also say some comedy moment- moments because I feel like the movie kind of spoofed itself a little bit when it comes a little slasher. Like one scene when the psychologist and the psychologist friend was had to look for Todd. And he said, "Let's separate." You know that comedy moment. So the instant was that go into the woods while the psychologist friend side look behind the patios and stuff. So that was like kind of like a silly moment to me. And I know, like I said, there were some kill scenes that did not show in detail. I wish they did. Maybe they might have a remastered DVD of this one day. Whoever buys the rights to it. And maybe they might have (laughs) hidden these things we don't even know about people. But anyway, Blood Rage, please check it out. Peace, guys. And see you later. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, boy. I could have done this as a bad DVD review. Because I needed it extended to Episode 8, I think, but I said, no fucking bad demon review. I quit it within seven, I think. Seven parts to it. And I said, let me just show my face, because you're going to see my reaction to this movie. Oh, oh my. I-, I can't even use the G-man's name. I don't want to put G-man to-, to shame. I'm sorry. I love-, I love my G-man. I love my Lord. My Lord and Savior. I was praying to you when I... I was praying to you because I, I needed you, but it's okay, because we humans have to blame ourselves for the first shit in this world these days. Oh boy. Oh boy. Okay, this movie's called Back From Hell. I was going to do a review and just say the word fuck you and leave it as that, but for some reason this movie is so fucking bad it's it's another found footage movie, but that's not it. That's not the excuse. It, this movie could have been done with a regular camera, and it would still have been a bad movie. And I know my favorite movie exists: The greatest Hall of All Time. I don't care what anybody says. The Exorcist is still laughing. Reagan is like, no one have not taken my crown yet. Sinister, you came close, but you were good, but not that good to take my crown. But when I'm, Megan probably so Back from Hell, and Megan will say, "You idiot! Are you kidding me?" Man, I'm really having a bad fucking week lately. I'm off tomorrow, so I need some R and R. But anyway, Back from Hell. Okay, it's a Final Footage movie. No excuse. I'm not using Final Four as an ex- to put this movie down. It's just the movie's just bad in general. I can tell you not to see it, but. Then I can say you know what watch it because I want you to have that what the fuck moment and laugh laugh your ass off I tried to put like I wanted to do like I did it for the lows three times and hopefully Smiley might pop out and kill everybody in this fucking movie but then Smiley probably saying you just bad mouth my movie why would the fuck would I help you and Smiley probably typing back on the internet fuck you for the laws fuck you for the lows, go fuck yourself for the lords. Loyals L U L Z to me. That's what you that's what you get for a Bad Mouth of My Movie Smiley and YouTube Stars. Back from hell. Oh it's only two hours, shit, it's close to three minutes. Alright, uh, this movie's like one hour and forty-one minutes. Pretty close to two hours. If you believe that shit. And you got these college I guess they were college friends or something. They go into this um big house like and the only person that's wandering around this house is a pri- priest, right? So one day, these college guys and, and gals decide, let's play with the Ouija board. Alright, what else is new, right? Ouija board, let's, let's, do, let's do the fucking math. We all know what's going to happen next. So the demon and the possessing one guy, and the demons start acting up, especially when it gets to the possession scene. The possession scene was so fucking horrible. It is gonna be the worst demonic possession scene ever, especially the exorcism for this guy. And then you got how these how these actors are acting like they're talking about God or the aliens create, created us. So you get a little get political in this fucking movie, you know. But it's, when you get to the demonic possession part and exorcism part. Is the worst in history of its time. It's really that fucking bad. And the demon mumbling. And we hear demon mumbling in these Exorcism movies, but at least you're like, okay, that makes sense. We understand it, but you make sense anyway. But the de- de- demon, demon this movie, what the fuck is like? Ah, uh, uh, Yeah, it's like that. It's oh man. I love Mr. Skeleton. Oh, maybe I should put an arrow to my head in this one. Should I get the arrow out? Hold on, let me find my arrow. Where's my arrow? Where's my arrow? I want my arrow, damn it. It's my fucking arrow? And here's my arrow. Hold on. I need my arrow. Alright, here we go. We got my arrow. So, anyway, you get like talking and shit. The de- demon. I think the demon only possessed that one guy. But then the spirit ended up having people doing stupid things, like the woman who was pregnant. She's not acting; up she was a psycho bitch already from the beginning of this beginning of this movie, even before the fucking demon ever took place. You know. And um. <laughs> oh, shit. oh man, I'm trying to stay focused. This this is gonna be over 20 minutes. we me, be like, going like this, what a shame. <laughs> oh man. Anyway. The woman's not killing her own baby because because the demon wants the kid, you know. She so said, "I can't let this demon have my baby," so she killed her own fucking kid, Like the baby like doing her own abortion and shit. Um, the priest that talking to the people about what what this really is because the the people that the people that survived this demonic attack, telling the priest, talking to the priest, "Okay, tell us the truth. What the fuck is really going on?" So he men- mentioned this angel named Matt Mod- or something. And the angels, like the tree of life, like the now between good and evil, you know, between man, and it has like this cube over this angel's head, all right. So the three people, the cameraman, this hot chick, and this tough guy, you know, like he could be one of those football guys, or you, those European football guys, like how he looks. They go like this underground thing, and they found this statue, the stone. They break the stone, and they open up this cube. It looked like a cube with, with the cube would end up of the uh, painting of the angel with the cube. So it's like maybe this is the version of the cosmic cube I guess and then the guy was holding the cube he told the lady to go go fall you know and then he held the cube and he suddenly disappeared and I'm like what the fuck So then they go back to the house and then the guy who was di- possessed by the demon he, um, he's, he's alive and like he killed kill the two people that was injured you know and he killed the woman and then he killed the priest and then the woman took the like this long pipe and killed the demon that was possessed the human guy and then the cameraman and the woman drives off to the car and then they're hearing on the radio about evacuation and I'm like in my mind alright I guess I know what this is going on now they're like the town evacuated so I guess whatever these people released it's probably like the angel or probably they released Maybe the end of the world type of thing. And at the end of the thing, you, you see this guy with a machete. So I guess the people in the town is probably possessed by a demon. Like, pretty much like a team or wreck type of zombie or demon type of thing, I guess. Because when the two walked off, while the camera was still rolling, you see the guy with the machete. Like he's ready to kill them and shit. The avatar has the big. Oh my god, my head is that big. Back from hell. I just say don't see it, but... Just see because I want you to have that what the fuck like how the fuck how the fuck you fuck fuck sh I mean there's a movie that's fucking themselves up, but this movie fuck really fucked it. I've been I've been torn a new hole man, I really I think I got three holes in me now. Like oh man, you've been sent to pee up my ass hole. I'm in hell am I? I'm not going to survive. Fuck. Hey guys, what's up? You know, actually I actually was going to review The Army of Dark- Darkness, aka Evil Dead 3, this weekend after the remake. But um, since I have time today and I just got d- done watching it. um, Let me say I watched the theatrical version because that's the one I saw before. And it was only one hour and 20 minutes, which I was surprised. I am like, wow, that was pretty quick. But you know what? Without without a doubt, I did admit it, when I first saw this when I was a kid, I only saw this movie one time and that's when I was young, you know. But I wasn't a kid, I was probably like in um early high school I would say. Or oh, was I in ninth grade? Well anyway, um I really didn't really like it to be honest with you, because I guess because when I was a kid, one or two just scared the shit out of me. And when I realized it was a comedy horror, still the way the demons um being possessed with the bo- human body and the way it act it did scared me. And when I saw part 3, I'm like, what the fuck just happened just now? I'm not scared no more. I'm laughing. I'm just laughing at this this like, this when this became a comedy, like, you know? And this is when I was young, by the way. Now, now after that time I watched Army of Darkness, you know, I forgot how I watched it. I think I saw it on cable. Because I know I didn't rented it, though, on video cassette or every day I definitely did not see it in the movie theaters. So I guess it was on cable I saw this. And I know I didn't like it because of, of the comedy part of it. Now, many years later, which is now, just the second time I'm seeing this movie, and when I look back on it, I'm like, damn, I wish I had an open mind back then, you know, for this movie. Cause it to me was actually good, you know. And let me just say it was fast paced, it clearly got to the point, you know. And you know, the main thing about Army of Doctor Doctors and what I realized about it, and like I said in my um ticket showcase of the Evil Dead and Remake ticket t- showcase, um, I think I did say that. Um you know what? It, to me, I feel like the Ash character is priceless in a way. Like, his sense of humor from 1 and 2, to me, it came in part 3. To me, it's like all of Ash's sense of humor it was in part 3. And you know what? That's what I like about Arthur um, Bruce Campbell's character in, in the movie, in the Evil Dead franchise. It's just his character, you know? And Ash character is really all in there. And there's so many good one-liners in this movie. My favorite will always be Jack and Shit. You know, I remember when I was a kid. I remember I used to say "Jack and shit." I always say, "Where did I got that from?" And I realized, yeah, it was from this fucking movie, "Jack and shit." I was like, because I remember back in the days, everybody used to make a joke about it. And I remember, and I we always want to know. I, I mean, me, I always want to know where they, where it came from, and I never knew it was from this fucking movie, "Jack and shit," "Jack and shit." You know, the "Jack and shit" line. Oh man. Um, well, anyway, let's get to the point. Uh, Bruce Campbell in the middle of the age. Just wish you see the end of Evil Dead 2. And he was captured by these knights, and they thought he was fighting for the other side. And they pretty much put him to fight with one of the dead knight in the pit. He defeated the dead knight, and all the knights looked at him like, oh man, he's the prophecy. Or one of the wizards said he was a prophecy. And then the wizard said, you know what, well, we want to go get this book, the Necroman Mon- Son- Necromanasan? Son- Necomon- oh, I can't even say it. Pretty much the book of the dead, okay? And then when Campbell was captured got his hands fixed by the blacksmith, like a robotic hand. Um, He pretty much goes on the quest to get the book of the dead, and he had to say these words. Well, he said the words the wrong way, and pretty much brought the dead, you know, back to life, like the skeletons back to life. But before that scene, he was actually hiding the um, windmill before he went to for the book, and fight with like, this evil, evil Ash, and he fought like an evil Ash twin of himself, and defeated the evil twin. Well, anyway, after that scene, that's when he gets the book and he says the words the wrong way, and then the the skeleton started rising, and then he was able to escape the book, and uh, evil Ash he it, he buried decided to get up from the grave, I decided to raise the skeleton army as his own, and the evil Ash wanted to get the invade the kingdom so he, he could fight the good Ash and get the book back, you know, and the the army, and Ash would have to fight off the other side of the army. And Ash was kind of scared at first because he wanted to go home right away. And when, when the girl that likes him got kidnapped, that's when he decided to fight, stay and fight. And then you have this battle scene, you know. And it was amazing how fast-paced this movie is because I, I just never realized that, you know. One hour and 20 minutes, and that was the theatrical version. Um, Let me say that this weekend, I will see the director's cut. But again, like I said, I saw the theatrical version of the movie on cable so you know what let me follow along with the DVD format of it but anyway they have this big battle scene and the good guys win pretty much and of course you got the ending that we all know about and of course we got the alternate ending we all always see on YouTube and all that stuff but we all know the ending you know pretty much he, he had a chance to go back home in the present time and he works for S Smart like, like a like a version of Walmart and he fought a dead knight over there too you know and um, you know, he kissed the girl, and the credits roll off. I kind of like the theatrical ending. I'm glad they went with that because that was like a happy ending and shit instead of a cliffhanger ending. So I kind of like it. But all in all, um, this is my second time watching this movie, and you know what? Like I said, I wish I was open minded back then. And let me just say, I do like this movie now. So and this comedy, the sense of humor it worked it. And I definitely love the old school effect, especially the skeleton army. I like, you know, I do like warrior skeletons if you think. If you think about it, because I remember growing up, growing up watching Warrior Skeletons with Rehhausenberg, or Hausenhausenberger, uh, uh, you know the guy that does the stop motion puppet thing. But you know when I played the video game like Killer Instant One and Two, I always picked the Skeleton Warrior with the shield and sword because he was the quickest for, as well as the one on fighter, and I win a lot of games with him. But I don't know yeah, let me just say, check out Army of Darkness if you could. Um, I actually get the broomstick edition. I think it was, a, I think it's a fair edition. Two this you get like the DVD scenes, alternate scenes. Um, behind the scenes and stuff, you get both the director's cut and the theatrical cut of the movie. And let me just showcase it. If anybody who haven't um got this copy just in case, um I did got the DVD news by the way, I came with the booklet, and that's how it looks. Director's cut and the theatrical cut, the US project. Anyway, guys, um peace and see you later. And um, this is the first time I actually completed the Evil Dead franchise, and there's other few horror movie franchises I. Did complete like the Wishmaster and Critters. So check those out. And um, guys, um, hopefully uh, Thursday when I see the Evil Dead remake, hopefully with my cell phone camera, I'll be able to review it and upload it on YouTube. If not Thursday, definitely Friday.